Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. episode of buffalo happy hour mike what's going on dude i feel like i haven't seen you much lately do you want me to start from the beginning (laughs) golly nothing ever goes to plan in life people um so my week has been ridiculous i'll fill everybody in but we'll uh we'll keep tradition and we'll start with a useless fact because of my week i had zero time to look anything up so i'm just gonna dig into my memory bank and pull something out um in your basement Fun fact, mold grows above 60% relative humidity in your basement. So if anybody is curious about what they should do with their basement, starting point is just remove like moisture from your air and keep your basement below 60%, which also benefits wine storage. You want to store mm. wine between 40 and 50, 55%. What about cigars? Uh, it depends on the cigars, depends on the humidor, depends on the environment that the humidor is sitting in, but you generally want to be between 60 to 75% for a humidor. Um, I keep mine at 72. A lot of guys keep theirs at 68. It just depends on the outside. So what it, it really depends on the temperature inside your room as well. Hmm. So like my house is generally 68 to 72 degrees. Right. Um, so I keep my humidor you know, really just around the 70% mark. Because you really want it humid, but you don't want it fluctuating much. No, That's correct. the big thing. Yep. So if you're if you're consistent with your temperatures inside your house, you might have a li- little more room with what temperature you need to, or what humidity you have to keep your humidor in, right? Yes. Because it, more temperature fluctuations. Yes. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are the Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast, a podcast based in Buffalo, New York, where we interview small businesses for to give them a free platform to promote. We also do other events as well, and we also taste whiskey. So if this is something that you're interested in, consider subscribing. It's right down below. It's free to do. Also, if you could leave a like on this video, it really helps us with these YouTube algorithms, which I still don't really understand what we're doing with these. But you can also leave a comment and let us know uh, either a point of this episode that you enjoyed or a whiskey that you would like us to review on Wednesday. So that's really who we are. That's what we do. And uh, we started off with a useless fact because it had to have related with your new job, right? Yeah, basically. Right, nailed it. How's that going? Uh-huh. They're going to listen, so be nice. <laughs> it's um Honestly, it's incredible. Yeah. It's good. it's a lot of fun. It's just extremely overwhelming the first like 2 weeks just mm-hmm. because it's a lot from like the professional headshots, business cards, pre-mailing checklists that get mailed out to each customer that you're like going to end up going to see. You have to do all that, um, all the HR stuff, and then getting a computer situated with all the software needed to actually perform your your like daily tasks, duties, mm-hmm. responsibilities, and then meeting with every department figurehead, um, getting all your clothes issued to you, going through like what realm 
you're going to be focusing in within the company because there's different divisions. And then each department has a different piece of the pie that helps you accomplish your goal, which is basically fixing someone's problem when Mm -hmm. they call and say, hey, my basement's flooding. So it's a lot. And then outside of all of that, there's the product line, what to look for in someone's basement, what you're actually looking at, how to really solve it and do it right Mm -hmm. the first time. Um, And then you get into like the contracts, the warranties, all the back-end work with the engineers and getting things stamped and approved with all the drawings and who to talk to and how you do all that. It's super over because it's a whole different industry. So my last job has absolutely almost nothing to do with my current job. So there's bits and pieces that I can like pull from and be like, oh, like I have some experience with that or like, but at the end of the day, it's... It's a whole different trade. Well, you're kind of going on a different path here because your last job was very proactive in nature. Like people wanted to replace their filters because that's just what you do to maintain good HVAC health. But it was facility and commercial based, like commercial facility based and industrial applications based. It wasn't someone's house. Now, like when I was dealing with somebody in their facility, they were spending their company's money. Right. Now I'm dealing with somebody in their house spending their own money. Yeah. So there's that. But and then, it's more reactive because you're never going to someone's house to be proactive about it. It's like correct. I, everything that I've known and loved is underwater right now. Can you help? <laughs> yes. Or like, hey, I woke up one day and then all of a sudden this far side of my basement collapsed and yeah. caved in. Like, I don't know what to do. So it's insane. And now I'm learning like the underneath parts of the suburbs like amherst is like super soft dirt but they're on a cliff niagara falls is all water and swamp hamburg is all clay yeah like amherst there's there's sections of amherst that's built on a cliff going down towards the water oh okay so it's all different and depending on what part of amherst you're in it's like bedrock or it's super soft dirt and really easy to dig like it's dude it's nuts like for example you know I'm hands-on. Yeah. That's how I learn. Although humans by nature are like, whatever the stat is, like 80% visual learners, like monkey see, monkey do stuff. Yeah. Um, but I told them like, hey, I'm, if I'm in training for the next seven weeks, throw me in the field. I'll do the labor. Like, I don't care. But I need to like do it so right. that I actually learn what the hell's going on. And they're like, all right, sounds good. So the first, um, I jumped in with a crew and they're like, yeah, we're installing a brand new sump pump in this guy's house in Hamburg. And I said, all right, sweet. And I already knew because I grew up in Hamburg. I'm like, it's probably going to be tough to dig. And it was, it took like four hours to basically get down deep enough to then insert the new sump pump liner and then get it through the town's inspection to where everything met code, mm-hmm. which is like a whole different ball game that I didn't know anything about. So I was like, this is fascinating. Cause you have to have like different CO2 and O2 sensors and whatever else. Um, and like smoke alarms. And then, I go to Amherst the next day to install the same sump pump and it, the whole job was done in two hours, like start to finish to, it was, yeah, no more than three hours. Yeah. It was so much easier to dig and get through. And I was like, dude, this is nuts. Like we basically started at the same time, like nine o'clock showed up, broke open the floor and started digging. It was like the movie holes. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, like you want it, um, for the sump pump system, you want to have your hole deeper than this part on the shovel and it's basically where the shovel head meets the actual shaft of the shovel sure. and it goes from like metal to whatever poly garbage that the, the shaft is made mm-hmm. out of and they're like that's exactly 18 inches and i'm like okay and we have to go 18 by 18 
So I'm like using the shovel as a measuring stick and I felt like zero. I'm like, this is insane. Like it's right out of the movie holes. Isn't code like 36 though? Well, like the liner itself oh, okay. needs gotcha, to, gotcha, you gotcha. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like you, you at least want to go there. I mean, but you're already at the lowest point of the basement. So yeah. it's all based on each application. So basically. do you want to live in harder soil to dig or softer soil to dig? I feel like harder soil is better for your... I'll tell you where I don't want to live is Niagara Falls because you have to go down like 86 feet to support someone's house because it's nothing but like swamp and trash. Same with Lakeview. All those new developments in Lakeview are built on old swamps. I would never live there, ever. Plus, your property taxes are like $7,500 a year to see someone's front yard as your backyard. (laughs) It's disgusting. But, yeah, I would... I'm learning every single day, every hour of the day. I learn something new. Isn't that refreshing, though? It is, but, dude, you know my brain can't handle this. So I'm like... That's new. That's new. Yeah. And I'm like taking notes every single day because I'm like, otherwise I'm going to forget what CTE. Like, I, it's nuts. But nuts. It's, it's refreshing to learn again. It is. When, when I was in my previous job, I was so like unmotivated because I had nothing to learn. I, that sounds super con- like cocky and condescending, but I learned everything that I needed to do in that position. And the only way for me to really be stimulated in my job was for me to transfer and to learn something completely new. Did you feel like you were you met your like plateau from a knowledge standpoint at your previous job? Like all that yeah. aside, obviously you can still make more and sell more and all that stuff. But did you feel like you hit like a mental plateau where you're not learning, you're just kind of doing the grind? To an extent, absolutely. And it's only because I knew what I needed to know for my piece of the puzzle after 6 years. What I did outside of that was I learned how things tied into my piece of the puzzle Mm. every day. And because with HVAC, no one knows everything because there's so much involved in it. So that, that whole industry, even after I would like, after 20 years of being in it, you understand what the hell's going on. But the first 20 years, every single day you're willing, like, and able to learn something new because there's so many different applications but to your point, yes, because it's generally, you know, it's the same principles that apply to all different things, and then it's not hard to plug a hole. Right. So you just want to make sure that you're doing, you know, you're plugging the right piece of equipment into the right hole. So that's what she said. But, yeah, it was – that's how that whole thing went. But it was not – so anyways, for, from like a weekly recap aspect – after the honeymoon, it was supposed to be work and pod and things were great. And then I started work and they're like, uh, work whatever hours you want. And I'm like, what does that mean? And then they gave me like a ton of, they're like, everything you need is right here. And I was like, sweet. So then I dove into it to learn as much as possible and to be a sponge. But I started later. I ended later than my last job. So I'm like trying to figure out the scheduling aspect of it. Then we had some podcast stuff going on. Then my grandpa passes away, and I'm like, okay. So then that threw a massive wrench into all the plans between the podcast and work because then I had to, you know, be there for family and like go through the services and everything. So that was like an emotional roller coaster, and it was, just, it was a zoo. And then um, you were like, hey, we got this thing at like four. Um, 
what do you think? Like, are you alive? And I'm like, I don't even know where I am anymore. Yeah. Cause I was out in Lockport and then this, like this woman's basement's a disaster and her house is sinking. So she's like, what do we do? And we're like, this is, this is how we solve it. And then my phone's going off and I'm like, what's happening. And then like, I leave, I leave the customer, check my phone. You're just like, are you alive? And then my family's like, Hey, we got to be here at this time for this, for grandpa. I'm like, oh, okay. And then, I'm like doing three things at once and then I'm trying to drive and then like work calls and they're like, Hey, real quick, can you swing in to sign this form for HR? I was like, Oh my God, this is not like, it was just, I watched a thing about cocaine (laughs) and they said, I've never done cocaine in my life. Like I've never really done drugs in my life. It's never been me. Like, it's just not, I'm not into it. Never had the urge, right? So they all said that when you have cocaine, it was like the walls collapsed in on you. And then all of a sudden they like blew out. And then you were able to go like a gajillion miles an hour, like lightning or bolt or whatever that superhero is. Kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog. There we go. Reference we all understand because I'm just literally off the rails right now. Lightning. Bolt, <laughs> the, the superhero. Sonic the Hedgehog. So, you're Flash. talking about Flash, yeah. There you go. I was going Hussein Bolt. I yeah. was going a different direction. No, no, and you're like, fine. superhero. I'm like, yeah. where are we going now? <laughs> <laughs> so, it was like everything was collapsing in. And then I get home, and then my dog is staring at me like, I miss you and I want to see you. And then Kelly's like, Are you okay? I'm like, Not really. Like, I don't know what's going on. And it was like it went from what are we doing today to this half an hour what do we have to do to go to the next half an hour and i can't go outside like because then i just like became a zombie and flipped a bunch of switches to basically just do what i had to do and and move through it all because it was just there was so much happening at once um so now so very calm week for you it sounds like it was yeah it was ridiculous and then uh, okay simple right I had a computer for the last, like, six years. Everything's all set. It's all plugged in, works, smooth. It's only a requirement for a computer. (laughs) So I leave, and, like, three days before, I'm like, what's up with the computer? And then they're just like, oh, yeah, like, we just take it, you're all set. And I was like, okay, sounds good, that makes sense. And then I do, and then I get home, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, it's my whole life. Like, (laughs) hold on a minute. So I'm looking at my phone, and then I'm going through, like, all my accounts to log into stuff. And then I show up to my new job and my new job is like, so you don't have a computer? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> like I I thought it was like an issued thing where they're like, here's your company laptop and like do what you want. And they're like, no, no, no. Like you, it's your preference. Like you buy whatever you want to do your job the way you want to do it. And you have that autonomy. And I'm like, I, I've never had that freedom before. I'm like, okay, so what do I do? And they're like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Like, we thought you had a computer. I'm like, well, all right, time to adult. So I'm, like, texting you. I'm, like, I don't know what I need, but, like, here's here's an idea. Like, do you know? And then they give me one of their, like, spare computers and, like, use this. And so you get, like, on your feet. I'm, like, sweet. So then we're going through all of the software things that I need to do my job, but it's, like, a secondary computer for someone that's already there. And all of, like, they're the primary user for the computer. So for, like, Microsoft Office, it's one license Mm -hmm. basically for, like, the device. So I can't, like, use that computer to its full potential because 
the primary user has right. all that stuff already set up. It's so like face recognition, like all that stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. So it it's a zoo. It's a zoo. And I'm like running around and then I'm relying on you to just tell me like one thing. Like, and then you're asking me about GPU and I'm like, I, what? Like, like. <laughs> Break it down, and you're just like, how fast do you need this thing to operate? And I was like, quickly, I guess. Like, it's a computer. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's more of the load that you would be putting into it. Um, because I I wanted to know if you were using a software for work that is very computer intensive. So I know if I need to prioritize your processor or I need to provi- prioritize your graphics card. That's why I was asking. GPU I, is your graphics card. Okay. Well, <clears throat> all I know is one – I learned after you asked – like the one main software is a huge file, so it's probably going to take a lot to operate it. Um, so yeah, I'll look. whatever I'll look that to equates what to, you, you don't need anything crazy. Yeah, but you want something touchscreen too, kind of right. But if not, then I don't. Yeah. There's there's a workaround, so right. it doesn't matter. But like when it comes time to the contract, then the customer can just sign it right there, and then we can just move on. So <laughs> it, it, it'll, like, make it seem – but who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, if there's there's a workaround. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful that this is 120 proof. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, it was – what's up with you, man? What's your weekly recap? The past week, I had two whiskey events, bro. Tell the people. I, I know what the hell is so going busy. on, but like. Do you though? <laughs> because I have to I like. I tried not to bother you as much as possible. I knew you were stressed <laughs> in multiple avenues, so I didn't try to bother you like whatsoever. But we had two of our first whiskey events, and I was stoked. And solo. Yeah. <laughs> and solo, exactly. It, it's ah. wild now. Like when people ask me a question, have you ever had that realization where you studied something for so long? And you kind of have like this imposter syndrome type thing. And then someone asks you a question specific to that topic and you know everything and you're like, I know so much. Yeah. That was with this whiskey event. I still, you and I talk about this all the time. We have imposter syndrome. We're two random dudes from Buffalo that just picked up a whiskey book, learned all about it. We drink whiskey. We enjoy it. And now we're charging people for events. That's not like us. Like what are... How can we teach people about something that you and I just enjoy a glass of? But when we did that event and I had all these people asking me about whiskey and like different processes and how whiskey is actually distilled. What's this versus this? What is this? What's proof point? How can something something go down and proof but something also go up and proof? Like there were so many questions. What's scotch versus what's Japanese whiskey versus what's Irish whiskey? What are the regulations around Japanese whiskey? Because nobody knows except for me now, I guess. There was so many questions that came out of that event that I knew all of the answers to. I had zero idea I knew all that information. And after that, I was talking because we went out there with Tyler from Eddie's. And when we were coming back, I kind of like talked to him about it. I'm like, dude, honestly, how did I do? And he's like, that was amazing. And I'm like, I told him, I'm like, I have had imposter syndrome since like the first time that we talked about it. And he's like, yeah, but do you like money? I'm like, yeah, I like money. Like, obviously, I like money. And he's like, do you know your stuff? I'm like, yeah, clearly I do. And he's like, then why do you have imposter syndrome? I'm like that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a really cool event. We brought a scotch. We brought Belvinie Caribbean cask, which is my favorite scotch of all time. Yours as well. We brought um, Blantons, and it was cool because like I did a little bit of research beforehand to try to come prepared. I had the full Blanton story on why they're called Blantons, um, and I was able to as we're 
smelling and tasting it, telling the story of Blanton's and how it came to be. And everyone is like mind blown because they had no idea what Blanton's actually meant. So it was really cool to talk about that story in front of a bunch of people and have them relate by also trying something that is an allocated item because they didn't think that they were going to be able to try that. Right. So we had Blanton's. We brought um, Yamato, which is a Japanese whiskey, uh, a blended Japanese whiskey. And then we also brought Klonakilti because we obviously have to represent our boys from Ireland. And uh, it was such a cool event. There was so much to talk about, about the differences between all these whiskeys, the stories behind each of them, the different aging processes, because obviously Blanton's is aged significantly different than Balvenie Caribbean cask just by nature of the product itself. Mm -hmm. So there was just so much to talk about. The hour went by so fast, it was disgusting. And I got just all the accolades after that. My head grew so big after that event because everybody just came up to me and they're like, that was so entertaining but also so educational. When you think about whiskey events, you don't necessarily think of it being entertaining. You just think of it being educational. Right. And I got so much compliment. I mean, I was thrilled after that event. And then I just had one today before you came over to talk about Hartman's whiskey, which is obviously our favorite whiskey like ever. The His product is so freaking good. He just won double gold from San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Oh, my God. Dude, he's killing it. I know. It's obnoxious. Absolutely killing it. San Francisco is the most prestigious competition a lot of these competitions when you get like new york spirits competition is probably like a step below san francisco but when you get like jim's whiskey bible 93 percent, like it's sweet but it's all up to the taster's discretion like you can have the best whiskey in the world and if this random dude doesn't like it then you fail like that's not not fail but you don't win a medal but when you get to san francisco they are very prestigious it's one of the most notable in the world. And they had around, I think, above 400 participants for each whiskey category. So the way that these whiskey competitions go is you submit your whiskey. You have to pay a ton of money to get it submitted. And they select a certain number of those whiskeys to win medals. And obviously, it goes down depending on the medal. So like silver, there might be 100 medals around. Bronze, there might be 150. Gold, maybe 25, whatever. Um and there were 400 rye whiskeys submitted, and Hartman's won double gold, which they only selected six or seven to win double gold. He won double gold right next to Whistlepig. Like, that's wild, dude. Yeah. Whistlepig is known for their rye. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating. And I went to go and talk to him, and he, like, showed me the ribbon and the gold medal on it. And he's like, I'm so proud. I was like, I know, dude. You should be because this is so good. So we had an event with Hartman's rye whiskey and also Claudia Heuser's drunken bean coffee whiskey. And it's just so cool to teach people about whiskey and have them, like, go into the chat on Zoom because this one was a Zoom meeting. The other one was in person. Going to the chat on Zoom, like, I didn't know about this. This is really cool. I like scotch. What do you know about scotch? And, like, firing questions at me through Zoom chat. And I'm like, uh, yes, uh, like, trying to navigate through these questions. I only had 15 minutes. And I'm sweating over here. Uh, but it was a really cool event. I love doing these events, dude. It's It's going to be my favorite part of this podcast going forward. It's so much fun. Yeah, no doubt to riot it's super interactive too oh yeah especially because like when you go to a whiskey event and you like the company that we've been working with is a it's an employer out in rochester i won't name the company but we work with them for both these events and it seems like they have done so many events with Addies around wine 
and there's been some feedback that they want to incorporate whiskey somehow. So now you got this company that the employees want to incorporate whiskey, which means their questions are going to be good questions, yep. and they're also going to be questions that they genuinely want to know the answer to. If you get thrown into a, a whiskey tasting that you don't really care about, it's going to be boring because no one will ask questions. Yep. But if you get into these situations where people actually genuinely care about the questions they're asking, it makes it so much more interactive and so much more entertaining for me so we can entertain you. Exactly. The whole point is to entertain you. And if you're not asking questions, it's yeah. down the drain. Yeah. But yeah, both of the, those events, highly interactive, and it was just so much fun. And we know so much about whiskey. <laughs> After two years, it's, it's absolutely obnoxious. Yeah. So this is 105? Yeah, 105th episode. No, no, no. 105th episode, but uh, spirit reviewed. We have to take account. We did two, three, four, five beers, I think. We did two wines. We did two coffees. So think, give or take about 10. So we're probably about like 95 whiskeys reviewed, 95 spirits reviewed. We did a gin and we did a rum. I think that was the only other whiskey yeah. or non-whiskey uh, spirit we did. So probably like around 90 to 95 whiskeys we reviewed, which is wild. It is, especially because a lot of people were like, is there going to be enough content like when we first started? <laughs> yeah. Now it, it's a struggle to keep up. Because there's so many. And now we have so much whiskey. <laughs> I know. you got to start drinking, dude. I know. I was on that meeting today, and one of the uh, one of the people asked a question about, um, is there a point where your whiskey will start going bad? And I'm like, technically, like, if we're getting into the chemistry of it, kind of, if you're getting past 50%, you should start really picking up drinking because that's when the oxygen starts overtaking a lot of the whiskey chemistry. And then Justin chimed in because Justin was a part of the meeting and he chimed in and he's like, if you're not drinking your whiskey within a year, you got a problem. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm like, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we have so much whiskey now and it's just, I, I can't believe what we built. I know that this was all last week's episode, but man, I can't believe what we built. And it's a, honestly, it's, it's really exciting now just because of these events. So it's, realistically the future um in regards to like the business side of things for us but it's amazing yeah. just because it's gonna exponentially grow our network and then allow us to just further educate people on whiskey but then keep it at home yeah because it's you know everybody's super down to earth about it and everybody too brings something to the table mm -hmm. a lot of people like whiskey oh yeah and they'll come out of the woodwork like you didn't know someone in your family was like obsessed with yeah. a spirit and they're like oh yeah like this is my go-to mm -hmm. like does my aunt know about this <laughs> you know like all these crazy things and it's like oh yeah oh yeah this is great yeah. and it's like wow like that's amazing have you tried this have you tried this and you just start throwing out recommendations just on passion and then an hour and a half goes by and you're like We've done nothing but talk about whiskey. Mm -hmm. Like, this is ridiculous. It's wild. so cool. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. So people don't know this, too, but you and I have, like, when we formed our business, we never really talked about how we're legitimate. Like, we've brought it up in conversations. Yeah, no, we haven't. About how we filed articles with the New York State yeah. to get legitimized as an actual LLC. But we have now pillars of our LLC. And I don't think people understand how, like, random this business has formed. 
because we're Buffalo Happy Hour LLC. We're not Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast LLC. We're Buffalo Happy Hour LLC. Yeah. Underneath that, under the tree, we have the podcast business. We have the like restaurant business where we're going in and filming cocktails being made. We have now the events and like whiskey tasting business. We have we're going to have another um arrow of like filmography and cinematography and filming events. It's wild how this thing has grown. <laughs> I know. And it's nuts too because onto the podcast you have merchandise. Yeah. So it just branches. It's fascinating, man. Dude, it's sweet. It's really cool. So I'm so shocked still. And then we yeah, and then there's there's Patreon. There's everything. Yeah. It's we, nuts. So speaking of that too, we switched our podcast hosting platform. So yeah, if you I was guys, gonna, I was going to say definitely bring this yeah. up because it's recent. If you guys have noticed any issues, I'm not foreseeing us to have any issues, but we've transitioned from a podcast hosting platform you guys probably heard called Anchor. We did a free ad with them when we first started. It was a way for us to make very very little money from them. It was like fifty bucks out of the hundred. Some odd episode we recorded. They gave us 50 bucks to promote it. Um, but they are primarily focused on convenience and starting up a podcast and the convenience of doing that. So Anchor is a great platform. I'm not saying anything bad about it. But they are primarily focused on, like, here's an app that we can give you. You can record the entire podcast from your phone. You can post it from your phone. You can edit the details from your phone. And you don't have to have all this stuff that we have. It's a great user-friendly platform for you to do that. But – with us being two years in, we don't need that convenience factor anymore. We've never recorded from our phone. We don't need any of the convenience factors because we have all this equipment. We have 4K cameras. We have the cameras going in, uh, the microphones going in an audio interface that is then edited on my PC, which then we upload to the podcast hosts. So we don't need that convenience of that. So we switched to another platform called Red Circle, and this is a startup podcast hosting platform that is not tied to anything. Anchor is tied to Spotify. Um, and it's a it's a podcast hosting platform. Which allowed us to claim. Correct. Which allowed us to claim our podcast. On Spotify. Which is wild. In and, general. And amazing. In general. Yeah. We, so so now, the way that Anchor worked, yep. we didn't have the ability to claim our podcast anywhere. Not just Spotify. So they, Anchor, technically owned the rights to the podcast when it distributed it, which is wild. Until now, baby. Yeah. (laughs) We own it. (laughs) We own it. Yeah. So now Red Circle isn't owned by anybody. It's a, I mean, it is owned by somebody, someone way smarter than we are. Correct. But it it is a a single company that is a startup company that is priding themselves on growing and providing a platform for growing podcasts to collaborate with other podcasters as well. So if you and I were to collaborate with the Nickel City Pretty uh, woman who is going to host this event with us. Nickel City Pretty. Yeah, if she hosted her podcast on Red Circle, we can record a podcast together, post it on our different sites, intermingle ads, so we're all getting paid from different ads that we're not even subscribed to just so we can collaborate and grow together. So this is more that next step from Anchor to be able to grow our podcast. So hopefully we got better analytics coming. Uh, we already had like a surge in Spain for some odd reason that maybe Anchor didn't catch. But it's just a it, it's a new platform. But we're bringing that up to tell you that if you have been experiencing any issues with any of the podcast hosting platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anything, please let us know because we 
will be working with Red Circle to improve their distribution. And if we have issues, we'll let them know. Um, but also we're on new platforms as well. So we're on Amazon Music, Amazon Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, some new platforms that we weren't on for Anchor. So it's, it's pretty cool. Which did, yeah, iHeart became Odyssey. Audacity? Od- no, Od- Odyssey? Odyssey. Is it? Yeah, I believe so hmm. because um, our local sports radio was using iHeart and then Am I mixing the two? I might be con- I might be combining the two, uh, but there was a buyout, so they were using what were they using? Our local sports radio before Odyssey bought them out. Was it iHeart or was it somebody else? I don't know. All right. Well, either way, it's super exciting. Yeah. We're all over the place. Um, so if you want to find us, you can find us, and we again appreciate any and all support. So yeah, man, making moves. Yeah. Making moves, trying to figure out this whole uh, business thing. And it's nuts because we talk so much smack about New York State, but we can't leave now. We're committed. And honestly, we complain a lot about it, and I do hate parts of it. But the LLC process was easy for the most part. Well, I don't know what it is with other states. I don't know if it's easier or more complicated, but there was random stuff that we had to do, like posting in the newspaper, but it was easy stuff. Like it wasn't a difficult process to do. It's not. So what's nuts about New York State is they don't prevent you from living the life you want to live. Um, They just create obstacles and loopholes that you are forced to jump through Mm -hmm. to make the process annoying. And I don't know if it's like a filtering process to make it like so that whoever ends up on the other side is legitimate so that it's less nonsense for the state, which in a sense I kind of get. But that's what you're running into. Um, Prime prime example, like – Owning a firearm in New York State, you can do it. You just got to go through the process. And if you can make it through the process, you can have your firearm. And it's a relatively easy process. It's just time consuming. It's just a huge pain in the rump. Yeah. And then they, you know, of course, they they find ways to make money. Fingerprints, mm-hmm. paperwork submissions, like adding things to a permit. It's like $5 here, 100 bucks mm-hmm. here, $5 here, $2 here. Then you got to park. Like right. they find ways to make money, but it's doable. So speaking of which, I got to get my pistol permit picture retaken. Yeah, I legitimately look like a terrorist. You do. You had a beard. I had a very big burly beard. I was fifty pounds heavier than I am now. I know. And my hair was super unkempt. I've never walked out of the house like that before in my entire life. And then they're just like, "Say cheese." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Actually, they didn't say that. They want you to have the straightest face in the world and not smile, which also makes it look like you're having your mug shot. Well, they want Which it to be like that. a passport. You can't smile on a passport photo. Oh, I smiled hard in my passport photo. Same. Ear to ear, bro. I smile on every photo I'm taking. <laughs> like, it's – unless they literally tell you and it's like a photographer, they're like, be serious here if it's like my wedding. Yeah. But that's it. Otherwise, I'm always smiling. Yeah. I mean, it's a natural thing to smile. Correct. And if somebody is holding up your license to your face, are you gonna just going to – Sit there like that. No, you're probably going to like smile because like this is awkward. I know. <laughs> so I'm going to smile yeah. to try to relieve some of this tension. So it just makes sense. But yeah, she she took my picture when I was getting my passport done. And I'm like, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's using her camera and it's like tilted 90 degrees. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, she didn't even expose this correctly. I can guarantee it. Yep. No white balance at all. Nerds. It's all good. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, so it's 
we're excited. We're really looking forward to events moving forward. Um, the scheduling aspect is going to be nuts, but that's fine. We'll handle it. We'll get through it. And then with enough notice, anything is possible. So this is going to be very nuts going forward. It's a zoo. With the potential to get even worse. It's a zoo. So, so I, what are we going to do? Dismantle this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Life's too this hectic. This is our closing. <laughs> we quit. Thanks for everything. Um, no, I think it's going to be we bring three different shirts and we sit down and we marathon record because that's going to be the only time yeah, that we have. True. And that's it. Like, there's with Patreon and the different tiers, there's that. There's Wednesday Whiskey Reviews. There's special interviews with different businesses, but those we can like maneuver with. Um, And with our new process of us not necessarily sitting down for an hour with the business owner too, and it being more of an interactive tour with a discussion after, it can free us up to do multiple in a day if we needed to. Depending on the day. Right. But again, scheduling. Yeah. So it's... It's going to be a lot. But, yeah, I think the Wednesday Whiskey Reviews and the weekly episodes are going to have to be marathon where we do a, a bunch of them in, you know, one evening yeah. and just crank. But Just get hammered off whiskey because we're just going to be drinking oh for, like, seven hours straight. Goodness, we're man. We're going to have to start putting iced tea in these and be like, yeah, I can taste the oak. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Getting faint wood shooters. <laughs> yeah. And then just cold laps into the table after the end of the third episode. Oh, it's wild. It's going to be good, though. We'll make it work. We got uh, it. We don't have a choice. Correct. Correct. Because this doesn't pay the bills. Right. And our full-time jobs do. We have to keep grinding or else it won't ever pay the bills. Correct. So everything's fine. Um, But yeah, man. I mean, it's it's exciting. I'm really looking forward to what's coming up just because now with the different partnerships and the people we're working with like it's it's really cool to you know like walk in Addis and sit down and talk about different wines from all different countries and figure out how we can bring it in and what distributors working with who to see how we can get different things and all the different spirits that are coming out um, and then all the staples that we have yet to review mm-hmm. it's just it's really nice that now we are <clears throat> set in our ways and we have the flexibility to kind of pick and choose how we want to move forward. It's awesome. And we have some events coming up again as well to film. Yeah, There's, which by the time this releases, there'll be... One of them will be of none. One of, yeah. One yeah, will the be live. that one won't be. Correct. Um, and that's at six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You think you're going to be able to make it? Yes. You sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. Our whiskey's almost done. So Tony called me the other day. <clears throat> what did he say? He said, or he texted me and he goes, dude, your whiskey's awesome. And that was it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> a little more context, but I love Tony. He's so funny. A little more context. He's, he's so short with his text. I'm talking about the rep from Three Chords. And emails. He's very short with his text and emails, but he is the most friendly person in person I have ever met. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, it does because that's his age. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, need a dress. <laughs> and then you see him in person, you're like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, so by the way, I yeah. just needed your address just so I can send A, B, and C exactly. and make sure everything's all set. And you're like, you could have, like, right. a little, su- you know, need a dress, period. Yeah. Like, so he who died? Me, right? <laughs> so he texts me and he goes, your whiskey's fantastic, period. And that was it. And I'm like, okay. Context. And then he 
called me and he's like, hey, just wanted to let you know the whiskey's getting there. We got bottles and everything. We just have to get the labels done. It's coming. I'm like, that's awesome. So you guys should be expecting to see the whiskey sometime in October. Fingers crossed, hoping that something catastrophic doesn't happen. But sometime in October it should happen. But he told me that he did a blind tasting of 70 whiskeys. Like he was part of this whole group that did a blind tasting of 70 whiskeys. And it came down to two. Ours came in second. No kidding. No kidding, dude. Shocked. That's how good it was. I forgot who won. But uh probably the matter, first right? single barrel that we absolutely <laughs> yeah, <right>? crushed. <laughs> no, it it's was good. uh it was a, oh no, it was a Canadian rye whiskey because he was doing rye, I think. And ours or no, he was doing everything because ours was in a rye. But yeah, ours came in second. That's how much he loved that. And it was blind tasting. He was shocked. I like it. Yeah. So that he had to text me that. It was awesome. So yeah, ours whiskey should be ready like late October, I'm hoping. And again, we apologize. The global supply chain, we can't do anything about mm-hmm. it. Um Literally everything is fluctuating by the day. FedEx is incorporating a new fuel surcharge just because. Really? Yeah, freight's insane, dude. Like, probably stop ordering stuff from Amazon then. So, for example, um, there was a a box, cardboard box, being shipped by FedEx. Right inside of it were twenty four air filters. Each filter was twenty four inches by twenty four inches. Twenty four of them come in a case. I'll reiterate that. It used to be pre-COVID. Used to be anywhere from like fifteen to twenty-two dollars to ship that case of filters. Post-COVID, it's like fifty-two dollars to ship the same box, same filters, from point A to point B. Jesus. Same destination, same point A to point B's. So frustrating. Oil is through the roof. Gas is astronomical in regards to freight because you're. There's so much that needs to be consumed to move it. Um, Then you have the driver shortage. Then you have the labor shortage. And it's it's insane because, again, we don't make our own stuff. Everything is brought in. So that's what you get. Like, the more jobs that go overseas, the more problems you're going to have. And it's just extremely frustrating. So, yeah, FedEx is – they just released that. That was on our local news that they're going to incorporate a bit – like, it's part of your shipping cost. base charge now? Yeah, they're – going to increase the um, freight amount to basically ship you your goods. And that's going to be across the board. UPS is probably going to do the same. USPS is probably going to do the same because gas is gas and Mm -hmm. they're all using gas. So what are you going to do? Wild. But yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, So that directly correlates to our whiskey. There was a glass shortage bottle nationwide. Every distillery had the issue. Hartman's was talking about having a problem where he's like, dude, it sucks, like trying to just get bottles to fill with our product. It's all coming from Jana. Yeah. And that's that's what we live in, you know? So it's we apologize, but we're uh we're getting through it and when it releases, it'll be a banger. It will be a banger. But uh yeah, man. So what else wow. is up? What else you got? Went golf with the first line boys. Yeah, so you went with Mike and Shane and Tom. Yeah. Tom played halfway decent. Yeah. Which is, like, very surprising. How did Mike and Shane That do? was his first time out in 10 years. He's, like, annoyingly athletic. He's not, though. But he is, though. But he's not. Like, he he's is... not supposed to be, but he still, like, gets by. Yeah. And it's frustrating. <laughs> like, what happened? Like, you're Tom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're... You shouldn't be hitting straight, bud. Right. 
But he did. He hit a couple good ones. He put a bunch in the water, but he had a couple good ones. <laughs> uh, it was it was fun. We went to Eden Valley. Their course looks great. Oh, d- I'm does very it? happy. Good. Okay. So for anybody that's in the local Buffalo area, for some reason we have this thing with golf courses and stupid kids on ATVs that decide that they want to go to golf course greens and destroy them. It's the most dumb thing that you can do. Correct. If you don't know the owner, what are you even doing? Like hurting them doing that. Like it's it costs a ton of money to fix a green because those greens are pristine. You don't get the satisfaction of seeing somebody's face if you're looking for that. Like if you're doing something maliciously and you want to see something someone mad, you're not getting to see their face doing that. It's like a and you're not getting the recognition for doing it either. So why are you doing it? It doesn't make any sense. But some stupid idiot kid went to Eden Valley and took his ATV there and destroyed the greens, like four or five of the greens there. It was the dumbest thing in the world. They posted about it. They were super mad about it. They are a family-run business, I'm pretty sure, where it's just a, fa- uh, a dad or a husband and wife that own the golf course, and they maintain it themselves. So when this kid did this, they destroyed a family golf course. Like it's, You're not hitting a big billionaire that's just – killing it and like it has money to spare you're hurting the pockets of eden valley residents like it just doesn't make sense i was so mad about that and when they came out with that 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 happened my heart just broke for them because i know how hard it is to maintain a golf course it's it's not easy to do but we went there and the greens were amazing for a town golf course whatever like you want to call that it's not a country club and believe me, it's not a Harvest Hill or Diamond Hawk if you're in the area. But it, it the greens on that golf course are so well-maintained. I'm shocked that they got them up and running in the time that they did. So we went there, me, Tom, and then the First Line boys. They were dying laughing the entire time. They are just fun to be around. They're decent golfers, like enough to hit the ball and like drive the cart there to pick it up. Uh, it was just we played best ball, so it was me and Tom versus them too. Tom and I obviously had to win. But uh, it, it was a good time. We we had. Did blast. you win? Oh yeah, I, okay. I won. We used like five of Tom's golf balls because I because he hit it down the fairway, and then I just tried to drive it as hard as I can, and then ended up shanking it. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really fun time. I I felt bad at at one point because that's when everything was kind of getting busy for you, and we were just blowing up your your uh, texts threads it was by, obnoxious. Like, yeah. But I just like so then like at, whatever. At some point, I just took you off. And I did our own text thread because I'm like, let's stop bothering Mike. He's at a wedding right now in Ellicottville. He doesn't need to hear this stuff. He's probably so upset that we're going without him. It didn't matter. So I uh, yeah, took you off. But, yeah, it was fun. They want to go again. It was, it was a good time. Okay, good. Tom, you're kicked off the team. <laughs> yeah. um, don't worry. I'll be just as bad as you were. And then Derek is going to have to carry the team. But, uh, yeah. It's... But both of them just started last year too, Mikey and Shane. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, they're business owners now. You know, it's OP. They're right across the street from the country club. What are you going to do about it, huh? You know? It's, yeah, they're wild. But it's – I'm excited. There's a ton of collaborations that we're doing with them too. So we're busy. Mm-hmm. All of us are busy, which is good. So just keep it on, keep it on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 45 minutes. What else you got? 45 minutes. Anything? Or do we call it here at 45? No. We got a lot of shit to do. <laughs> I mean, we do. However, I miss this. This is so relaxing to just sit here and talk to you and drink and escape everything that's going on outside the studio. It's ridiculous. 
<clears throat> so with your super busy week, we talked about it through text. Or actually, you called me because you're like, dude, catch me up. I haven't paid attention Correct. to my phone for like the past two weeks. Catch me up. Because not only did you have the busy week, but you're also on your honeymoon where I didn't talk to you much at all. So we were talking about, and I think that that was a, a good realization for us to sit down and talk about how much we need the podcast for our sanity's sake. Because you were like, dude, I just I miss this. This is something that I need in my life to like make me happy again. <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's why I was so stressed about the routine because I'm like, you're messing with my my jam, you know. Like oh, for work every Monday yeah. at four, we were here. Yeah, like I went to work early. I was cranking. I had everything done by two thirty, and then I was just doing follow up stuff for the next day, like planning planning what was going on the rest of the week. Yeah. And then I start this, and it's just like a nuke went off, and everything's all over the place. And I was like, "Come on, like I." I just need to sit down with somebody in charge and tell them, hey, this is what I've been doing for the last six years and the last two years. What is like, what does this really look like for the first seven weeks? <clears throat> and then we can like, you know, figure it out. Yeah. It took six days to get things up and running software wise just because it's it's a zoo. It doesn't help that it's nonstop raining. So they're super busy at work. Right. So everyone's calling with issues. Luckily, my basement didn't flood. I had a dream last night, though, that I went down and I was like walking through the puddles in the basin. It's crazy. I would have started crying. It's I would have called you. It, immediately, I would have called you. Yeah, that's – Mike, bring it. Frank's over. I know. Like, there's <laughs> – it's nuts. Like, I thought my basement was bad. Like, we think your basement is, like, quote, unquote, bad. And then I've seen bad, and I'm like, this is nothing. All I need to do is just, like, make sure my sump pump is low and I'm good. My yeah. basement doesn't flood. Yeah. And there's – I learned a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two, and I can um, – We are farmers. Yeah. I can confirm that your sump pump's in the right spot, so that's good to know. It's just not deep enough. Yeah. That's my issue. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Because it needs to be in the lowest spot of your basement, and then your drain tile all the way around your basement has to actually, like, I don't work. drain tile. Correct. So – That's why I need it to be lower. Yeah. But that's fine because I'm going to be moving out of here anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, the the only question is like when you go to sell, what does the town force you to need to they sell? Didn't say anything for my, for when I bought it and I had a home inspection. Well, yeah, but that's also because most home inspectors don't really know what to look for. Oh, good. Yeah. Dude, so I had an open gas line when the home inspector came by, and uh, for this house, he. Did the whole house. And it was like a reputable home inspector, uh, inspection company. And I like looked behind the stove and I'm like, should that have a cap on it? And he goes, oh, yeah. Should I have a cap on it? I'm like, dude, get out of here. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Do I have to pay for this? I was so mad when that happened. Like, I shouldn't be doing your job for you. Correct. God. Correct. How steep is your learning curve right now? How steep? Yeah. Enough to throw me in a tizzy. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'm like, it's part of, um, there's like a process that I have to go through to like actually do my job correctly and make sure I like don't forget anything or miss anything. So it's, it's literally done right the first time. And I was going through it and part of the initial phase, like when you meet somebody is to give like your credentials, but then also the company's credentials first so that Mm -hmm. they understand like who they're actually dealing with. And I was going through that 
And I go, okay, so I transitioned from the company's credentials to mine. And then I ended it with, I'm learning every single day, which I feel you should, because if you're not learning every single day, you're not working. Right. Like, and then that way you can actually do your job and like see things differently and kind of see things through a different lens mm-hmm. and figure it out. So it's, there's a lot of people like our close friends and family that are calling me saying like, Hey, can you come over and look right. at this? I'm like, I'm not there yet. Like, did your sump pump work? Yeah. Okay. Then it's not an emergency. Yeah. Like you're, you're okay. So it's the whole industry is nuts, but it's so much fun. So in the meantime, I'll just keep, you know, when I have two hours, I'll sit down, have some scotch, smoke a cigar, yeah. chill out, and figure it all out. Well, let's wrap this up then, bud. Everybody, we appreciate you. We are available on Patreon if you want to help support the pod. For coffee a month. That's it. Just pay for our one coffee for us a month. That's all we ask. Yeah, don't go to, go, don't go to Starbucks. Don't go to Tim Hortons. Support us. and Don't do the $50 tier. If anybody does that, I'm going to feel so bad. Just talking about that imposter syndrome we talked about. I'm not worth 50 bucks a month. <laughs> but, yeah. I am. Yeah. By the tier. Right. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, we are available on Patreon if anybody wants out. Further support the pod. Of course, there's a benefit. There's bennies. So you'll have fun with it. I'll have fun with it. Derek will have fun with it. Um, I'll wrap up the social media accounts and where you can find us. Facebook, Buffalo Happy Hour. Instagram, Buffalo Happy Hour 12. YouTube, Buffalo Happy mm-hmm. Hour. We are over 355 subs. Crushing. Yeah, 358. 358. Yeah, we're doing good. And uh, and thank you for listening to us for wherever you are in the world. We appreciate you, and we will see you next week. Um, Derek, take us out. Thank you, everybody. Please remember to drink responsibly, be a good person, and Michael. Do not litter. We're out. how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.